This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Schlomowitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. In June 2022, New York-based pianist Lisa Moore released the disc No Place to Go But Around, her second portrait recording with music by composer Frederick Rzewski. The album features five works, three of which are long-form pieces, and in this episode you'll hear excerpts from three of these. At the beginning, His Coy Mistress, a song to which Lisa also created a video, Coming Together, a 1974 classic featuring spoken text, and finally an excerpt from No Place to Go But Around. As always, we strongly recommend that you listen to these amazing performances in their entirety, at the links provided. Hello, my name is Lisa Moore and I am a pianist. I'm I'm based in New York City and in New Haven. I'm originally from Canberra, Australia. I trained in in Australia and also in London and I am in Illinois and Paris and upstate New York at Eastman School of Music and at Stony Brook University in New York. So, yeah, I've been freelancing in New York for many years, and I'm based out of the United States. Today we're going to talk about uh, my new album, which is called No Place to Go But Around, and it's out on Cantaloupe Music. And it is um, a disc of music by Frederick Shevsky, the American composer, who passed away last year, at the end of June 2021, and I've worked with him many times uh, as a musician. I performed his music as well as performed with him, and um, he became a good friend. He wrote many different types of pieces. Uh, there, it's very difficult to categorize him in certain stylistic ways. He's a a person who had strong political convictions, and so most of his music has a political edge to it or a message that is either hidden or embedded by a folk song or a worker's anthem. Um, And yet his style can vary from uh, kind of minimalist driving tunes to um, much more thorny, dense variations and um, using conventional piano um, techniques. The piece that opens the disc and we're going to hear first is a piece called to his coy mistress, which is the setting of the um, famous poem by Andrew Marvel from 1650, and he was uh, Andrew Marvel was a metaphysical poet, English poet. Um, most people study this in high school. This poem um, in the English-speaking world, and Frederick took this poem and set it to be used by a singing pianist. So it's not for voice and piano, it's for a singing pianist. And the uh, setting is very traditional in some ways. It's very tonal, it's very pleasant, and very moving. The poem is a carpe diem poem about, um, well, it's pretty self-evident, so I won't give, give the game away, and people can look it up and see if they want to research more. Had we but world enough and time this coyness lady were no crime we would 
sit down and think which way to walk and pass our long love's day. Thou by the Indian Ganges side shouldst rubies find, I by the tide of humble
And tear our pleasures with rough strife Through the iron gates of life Thus, though we cannot make our sun stand still Yet we can make him As a pianist, my interest in new music started when I was 17, at um, studying at the Sydney Conservatorium of Music in Australia, and most of my friends were composers, my best friends were the composers, so I started hanging out with them, and then they would ask me to play their music, and I realized I had an affinity for it. I don't know why, but I just did. I didn't particularly like contemporary music when I was growing up, but um, I liked the fact that no one else had played the piece and that because um, everybody was playing Beethoven and Mozart in the school and I was a bit of a late decider. I wasn't a late starter, but I decided quite late to do music um, as, a, as a serious endeavor and pursuit. So I started, um, I had come out of doing a lot of acting in high school. So in terms of using my voice when I play the piano, that didn't come into my playing until maybe, I don't know, 20 years later when I learned Frederick Shevsky's, well, when I played Frederick Shevsky's Coming Together, which is going to be, um, you're going to hear soon, but also I did his piece called De Profundis, which uses the text of Oscar Wilde. And because I had always been in the school play and had a lead part because my voice was louder than other people's and I was confident in using my voice. Uh, it was a natural thing for me to try to use my voice, although it was very difficult at first to play and talk at the same time. In De Profundis and in To, to His Coy Mistress, which you just heard, um, he writes every note out uh, in, in rhythm. So it's easier to train yourself knowing when you're going to say those things. Um, Sometimes, you know, we just learn by repetition a lot of things. So it was, you could easily program that in. With Coming Together, uh, the, the arrangement that I made for solo voice and piano, the voice just rides over it in a conversational rhythm. It does not link and sync with the rhythm. So that was a challenge and will always be a challenge to perform this. I actually haven't performed it yet. I've only recorded it, um, so I've yet to do a live performance all the way through. It's a long piece, and it takes a lot of stamina just to play the piano part. And it's very easy to get off the rails. Normally, this piece is played for an ensemble, and it's an ensemble of open instrumentation, and the piano often takes a lead role in it by playing the single semi-quaver notes, 16th notes, all the way through, and other instruments join in along the way but in this case I was responsible for everything and couldn't take a break at all so I do vary the texture somewhat I don't always play with both hands playing every 16th note I go through different phases and so I shaped it according to how I felt the text was emotionally trying to project its mission I think the combination of age and a greater coming together is responsible 
for the speed of the passing time. I think the combination of age and a greater coming together is responsible for the speed of the passing time. It's six months now and I can tell you truthfully few periods in my life have passed so quickly. I think the combination of age and a greater coming together is responsible for the speed of the passing time. It's six months now and I can tell you truthfully few periods in my life have passed so quickly.
So that's that's um, coming together, and and I I suppose I've done a lot of singing since then, but I have an untrained voice. I'm I did study singing in when I was in university um, as a second instrument, and I sang in choirs as a young person, and also at the conservatorium. So I'm not completely a novice at singing, but I have never developed um, vibrato. I at one stage studied with a tenor who wanted me to have vibrato and I was going towards that area. But So I know how to kind of do that, but I, I don't go into head voice very much. I'm much more chest voice and a much more conversational, colloquial at, you know, attitude towards this. And I just, you know, in some ways it's very normal for pianists to sing. I mean, if you think of Billy Joel or Elton John or Carole King, um, these people uh, are co- coordinating their voice with their piano playing and so it seemed to me not such a huge step for a classical pianist who should be able to sing in tune, should be able to, you know, coordinate and use their voice. So, so the uh, text for Coming Together is the, a letter from a prisoner called Sam Melville. He was in the Attica State Prison, and in the 1970s, early 1970s, around 71, they had prison riots and they uh, people got killed, and he was killed. He was an innocent prisoner in this, but they found this letter in his cell. And so Frederick Shevsky takes this letter, and he uh, dissects it and um, uses additive techniques. So he takes a little bit, I think, I think a combination I think a combination of a greater coming together, I think a combination of a greater coming together is responsible. So he keeps adding a bit of the sentences along the way. It's a palindrome in some ways because it comes together in the middle and then gets, so the sentences get longer and longer towards the middle and then as from the middle, they start long and they get shorter and shorter on the other side. So you are free to do dynamics and free to do accents as you wish, but this continuous line is written out by the composer and you have to play that line. You can um, uh, embellish along the way as long as you keep that line going. You can add, add other things along the way. So, so it's really up to the performer. So it, it's got a great deal of freedom. And um, I've performed it a lot, lot with the Bang on a Can All-Stars. We used to perform it. And we would share the text. So someone would do A to B, then another instrumentalist would do B to C, and then we would and we would also share who was taking the main line. So I got to know it very, very well. And I've also done this piece with many students. It's a good piece to do with students in colleges who have a mixed uh, ensemble, where you don't have a piece that's written for a fixed amount of people. So it's a sort of collective ensemble.
other pieces on this disc are No Place to Go But Around, which is the title of the disc, and, and also Amor Amaro, which is a new piece that I commissioned, or actually my husband commissioned for my 60th birthday as a surprise birthday present, and piano piece number four, which is a 1977 protest piece that he wrote um, against the Pinochet regime. No Place to Go But Around is a very important piece because it is the prequel to The People United Will Never Be Defeated. It is a set of variations that was written the year before that piece. And this is the first digital recording of this work. The piece uh, starts out with a kind of atonal introduction and then it enters with this jazzy ballad um, with this tune and the tune is then developed in a variation form pretty much in a traditional kind of way with um, triplets, then 16th notes, it's gradually getting faster and faster. And then after the first few variations, he breaks into an improvisation, or rather I break into an improvisation. The improvisation is mandatory. And as whereas in some of Frederick Chevsky's other works, it's optional this one is mandatory, and it has to be as long as the material before. And the material that came before is nine minutes. So you're asking a classical pianist to do a nine-minute improvisation, which is a tall feat. He asks you to get into it gradually. He gives you some guidelines, which are interesting, which are kind of little tools to jump into it by using the previous material that you had just come out of. And then he asks you to slowly get into an improv on Bandiera Rosso, the, the leftist old Italian folk song, Avanti Popolo, advance the people. And again, another message that Frederick wants to put forward, um, an underlying political message in his music, which he asks you to treat in certain ways and move from certain keys to other keys so that you eventually end up back in G, which is the original key of the piece. And then you come out of it into another very difficult improvisation and then it ends with this weird atonal kind of coda again. So it's an unusual piece. Um, it's long, yet not long as uh, not as long as People United will never be defeated. So it's, uh, I'm hoping other pianists will pick this piece up, but, you know, it's always a question of having the courage to do the improvisation. I myself found it one of the hardest parts of this and also, I think this piece is the most virtuosic of the entire disc. It's got every trick under the sun and deep polyphony and counterpoint. So, yeah, I hope people enjoy it. <laughs> 